Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? You told us we're going to be time to panic. Well, is it time to panic? Well, let me just tell you, folks, it's never going to be time to panic because we're never going to give up. We're not going to give up on America. America is worth it. America is worth it fighting for. America's worth not giving up. And while we have that attitude of not giving up, we are constantly going to be searching, strategizing, coming up with ways to prevail. We've got the basics. We have we have millions and millions of Americans that are fed up. Can't wait to do something about it. There will be a series of ideas that people come up with based on dealing with the fraud that we know we have to deal with. You're not alone. You're not a singular individual all by yourself out there trying to fight these people by yourself. There are 74 million plus and growing. We're not going to give up on America. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio program. Remember, grab our podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Wendy Bell Radio. Plug it in. Download us onto your device. It's so easy in the palm of your hand. And you can take us with you wherever we go. Wherever you go. Right? 39 to 40 minutes a show. An hour. That's what it gets whittled down to. I think you're going to like it. Really nice and crisp. How about this headline? John Kerry's phony climate war. Okay, so all of these climate pimps are in Dubai right now. You, you know they're never in, like, um, Compton, right? <laughs> they're never in Watts. We're not in Cleveland. We're not uh, downtown Pittsburgh. We're in Dubai, one of the richest zip codes on planet Earth. Oh, my, my, my. We're going to fly in. These intellectuals of science. The world is going to end. And it won't end only if you give up everything you love. Do it now. This is what they say, right? Here's your story. Secretary of State John Kerry is reporting for duty in the war against climate change. In a speech yesterday, he declared climate change another weapon of mass destruction. Indeed, in what might be news to the 50 megaton hydrogen bomb, he declared it, quote, perhaps the world's most fearsome weapon of mass destruction. If climate change does not consider itself duly warned. (laughs) This is on Politico, ladies and gentlemen. It has only itself to blame. John Kerry has proven himself fully capable of supporting hostilities against dangerous enemies of the United States. That he then regrets and campaigns against, but that's another story. The administration's latest foray on climate change clearly setting the predicate for a regulatory offensive on the issue is notable for its cheap argumentation, heedless of logic or of the actual state of any evidence. The same people who congratulate themselves for taking climate science so seriously trample all over the science as a matter of of routine and on climate change they cannot 
handle the truth. You can't handle the truth because it is too nuanced and complicated to support a scaremongering push for expensive, economically harmful action right away. Do you guys know the year that this article I'm reading to you now was written? 2014. <laughs> Almost 10 years ago, John Kerry, the climate pimp, was out there fear-mongering. The world is going to end. Put a sock in it, John. By the way, you look awful. What happened to you, dude? Right? His face is paralyzed. He looks yellow. I'm not so sure you should be barking at us about how we should live healthy, better lives. Right? Okay. So yesterday in Dubai, the climate hack gets up in front of all these world leaders. These are the Klaus Schwab acolytes. The rich who travel and burn more, you know, with their private jet than you do all year in your minivan to wag their finger at you and tell you what you have to sacrifice in order to be a good person. This is going to take all of us. Look, it was 15 days to slow the spread. We really meant three years. (laughs) This is different. It's an existential threat. We are going to die. All right. Are you guys buying any of this? I mean, honest to goodness. And and here's the rub with extreme lunacy on the left. They take something that I think a lot of us could get behind or at least would have an argument, a conversation about, right? If they came to us and said, ah, we're kind of worried that such and such is going on and we're going to try something, Right. And it's just going to be this little thing. We might even fall for it. But we see what they do. Give them an inch on gun control and all of a sudden they're knocking on your door and they want everything back. So there is no negotiating with crazy. But you need to hear crazy. And crazy is John Kerry. At some point, dude, you're, you're rich enough. Go home. Go home, eat a sandwich, play with your dogs, whatever. But leave us alone because we're tired of you. Audio soundbite, numero uno, fear-mongering 101, you better be afraid. Go. The scientists are saying this moment is alarming. It's without precedent. It is terrifying, some have said. And others will say we are in uncharted territory. So that is why it is critical that we include all greenhouse gases in the next round of the nationally determined contributions or NDCs that will be finalized by 2025. And I'm really heartened, we're all encouraged, that China, President Xi and Xi Jinping's work and his team committed to do this in sunny lands. Oh, shut up. (laughs) It's going to be terrible. Man, I don't know. I don't know if it was plastic surgery gone wrong. I, you think that people who have access to resources get good help, but what happened to that guy's face. Anyway, here he is. He's been doing this like Al Gore. He's Al Gore light. And he is lighter because Al Gore is puffed up into a big old. <laughs> and he's going to sit there and tell you all these blow blowhards who are around him, too. Right. Oh, yes. We're burning up. Let's spend more money. Do it now. Do you hear him? 
This is an existential threat. The time is now. If we don't act now, I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be bad. Okay, John. But he continues. You know, he's going to tell you, look, look, our obsession with climate has nothing to do with politics. (laughs) Okay. Okay, John. 180 degrees. Remember my 180 degree rule. Whenever these people are talking and they're like, it's not me, it's them. Just get right back at them. Of course, it's them. You know it's them. It's not political. We just really care. And if you care, you'll change everything that you do too. And your life will suck. And you'll be grateful for it. Go. If we can't hear Mother Nature and can't judge with our own eyes... What the science is telling us, this is not about politics, there's no ideology, there's no pejorative against any one business or any approach. There is simply mathematics and physics and some biology, chemistry and biology. Ah, there it is. That is what we are acting on. Ah, we've got chemistry. And while I can't describe to you what that means, we've got it. We've got data. It's... All wrong, but we have it. You can't disprove what hasn't happened, right? That's the game. Well, you don't know. This could happen. And if it does happen, then what are you going to do then? Well, that makes no sense. Donald Trump, he's going to round everybody up. He's going to shoot people. He's unhinged. That could happen. Really? This is where we are? Hey, John, you're an idiot. Okay, let's go back to, mm, I think it was a year and a half ago, Project Veritas, before James O'Keefe was booted for telling the truth, right, from the company he started. Let's talk a little bit about this uh, Project Veritas undercover video with the CNN technical director. So if you're not familiar with uh, the TV control room, right, the technical director is the guy or the gal who sits in front of all the knobs and all the things, all the bells and whistles, right? And they push every button, the camera, they do all of it. I mean, they're really pretty, pretty amazing. And this guy is talking to a woman he thinks he's dating, whatever. She's got she's got the hidden camera. And he's going to say, CNN... I know what the next ploy is going to be. COVID's over. They beat that pinata. There are no more Tootsie Rolls coming out, right? We're moving on. And we're moving on to climate change. Go. I think there's just like a COVID fatigue. So like whenever a new story comes up, they're going to latch onto it. They've already announced in her office that once the public is will be open to it, we're going to start focusing mainly on climate um, uh, climate like global warming and like that's going to be our next like um, I don't know like what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's our it's going to be our focus like uh, like our, our focus was to get Trump out of office right without saying it that's what it was right so our next thing is going to be for climate change awareness what does that look like. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I have a feeling it's just going to be like constantly showing videos of like decline and ice and <laughs> weather warming up and like the effects it's having on the economy. They had this all Greece two years ago. CNN had a meeting. All right, everybody. This isn't working. COVID's not working. We need a new reason to scare the liver out of people. It's climate. The world is melting. Come on. 
John Kerry hasn't seen that clip apparently because he keeps blabbing. Wait, wait till you wait till you hear what he says next. You're gonna get fussy. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio program. Don't go anywhere. Okay, so this John Kerry bit of genius is gonna fire you up. There's no a little bit. It's a hundred percent or nothing. The extreme, I think, is such a tip-off. Because a reasonable, rational conversation about any quote-unquote problem has good conversation of reasonable parameters and, and attempts to mitigate a situation. John Kerry doesn't say that. He wants the total elimination of every single thing used with or made with fossil fuel. He wants every single well stopped, all the drilling, done. No more coal, everything done. How do you do that? And how do you do that quickly? Well, you don't. You don't. And that's not, the point isn't to actually succeed. It's to be radical. And here is John Kerry, your radical climate pimp. We ought to be transitioning out of coal. There shouldn't be any more coal-fired power plants permitted anywhere in the world. What? That's how you can do something for health. And the reality is that we're not doing it. So, um, you know, the measure here is is really uh, sounding the alarm bell. I find myself getting more and more militant because I do not understand how adults who are in position of responsibility can be avoiding responsibility for taking away those things that are killing people on a daily basis. Wow. And, and the reality is that um, the climate crisis and the health crisis are one and the same. You hack. It's killing people every single day. Now, so there's no proving this. There is no data because we don't believe the data. You guys have ruined our belief in science. Every single thing these people push has, a, has a, an after effect. And the after effect almost always means you lose something. You lose the ability to choose for yourself. And then beyond that, you begin to doubt anything that's science-based. There's no consensus, John Kerry. There is no consensus. Because I just read something that 16,000 scientists agree that there is no agreement on climate change. John Kerry. FYI. And you know what, if, if we're going to panic, we might as well have panicked in the early 2000s because one of the godfathers of all things that suck with climate, Al Gore, right? Let's remember what he had to say. Here's, here's your boyfriend, Al Gore. There is a 75% chance that the entire North Polar Ice Cap <laughs> during summer, during some of the summer months, could be completely ice-free within the next five to seven years. There you is a chance. Sea ice, which is melting at a rate that the Arctic Ocean now increasingly is exposed. In five years, scientists predict we will have the first ice-free Arctic summer. Oh, it's like they're cut from, yes. Cut from the same cloth. Look, it's all about this global reset. You need to trust us. We're the people in charge. We're the intellectual elites. We're the rich. We're not the ones who got the vaccine. We exempted ourselves. All you plebes have got to do it, right? We're not eating bugs, but you will, right? We're in charge. It's almost as, as though we've heard this before. Remember Build Back Better? 
We're going to build back better. That was that was Joe Biden. That was Barack Obama. Listen to the world leaders who say the exact same thing. All of these people are acolytes of the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. You're going to hear King Charles, Boris Johnson, Bill Gates, Jacinda Ardern, Trudeau, Prince Harry, Bill and Hill. Listen. You're saying no? You're not going to do it. Okay, this is all the same sound, the same people saying the same thing. Do you not believe that there are talking points? Do you not believe that there are the it's a script that they get? We're going to build back better. Well, that's predicated on the idea that we don't like where we are now. Are you going to play? Okay, let's listen in. Go. It's a very pertinent question to ask how do we build back better? to build back better or whatever. We have a chance to reset the clock and build back better than before. To build back better than before. Remember the the terrible damage of COVID as we try to build back from this uh, global pandemic. Joe Biden calls it build back better. Build back better. Building back better. To do things differently. To build back better. We're gonna build it back better and build it back better. It's my plan to build back better. <laughs> uh, start taking all the problems that have been created in right. education and mental health and start to, to build back in a positive way. I have launched a booklet called Build Back Better, written after coronavirus. It's about building this country back better. <clears throat> growing conspiracy following it. It is called the Great Reset. An unprecedented opportunity to rethink and reset the ways in which we Ooh. live. The great opportunity for reset. The great opportunity for reset. And you know what resetting this great building back a better idea is? Well, you can't have Donald Trump anywhere near it. That is why, ladies and gentlemen, he is a threat to democracy. We're going to walk you through that next scare tactic, all right? Don't go anywhere. Wendy Bell Radio Network continues right after this. Have you guys been noticing Elon Musk? He's been on Twitter. X, whatever. I'm just going to call it what it is. It's always going to be Twitter, okay? He's on Twitter. And he's talking about a journalist who was arrested at the airport... <laughs> who somehow loosely connected to January 6th as the Department of Justice continues its all-out hunt, not for child molesters, not for this cabal of, of sex traffickers, of human enslavers, of drug dealers, of whatever. No, 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 no. They want to know who was anywhere near the Capitol on January 6th. That's all they've got. It's the only dead horse they have left to beat. Now that they can't whip the migrants with the lasso at the border. Right? Yeah, that didn't happen. Well, we, we rode that one for a while. Elon Musk saying enough is enough. This stuff has got to stop. Enough. I agree. Michael Schellenberger granted access by Elon Musk to the Twitter files. That is called transparency. You know what transparency is not? Transparency is not being Joe Biden and forcing a congressional subpoena in order to release documents. 
People who are innocent don't need congressional orders. They don't need subpoenas. They don't need burner phones, aliases, shell companies, nine family members doing stuff with them. They don't need people to run interference. They don't need the DOJ to act like they're bad guy muscle. They don't need counter narratives like January 6th was an insurrection or Donald Trump is a threat to democracy. People who have nothing to hide, who are effective at what they do, do their damn jobs. And they don't look for ticker tape parades. They do their jobs to the best of their ability because it's what they do. Isn't that a refreshing look on a sane world? And it just underscores how crazy this is. Elon Musk. It's nuts. Enough is enough. Well, Michael Schellenberger, one of the handful of journalists, independent, left-leaning, who cares? He's an activist, too. He's an environmentalist. I don't have a problem with environmentalists. I don't have a problem with people who care about planet Earth. I don't care about people where I don't have problems with people who look at the coral reef and say, you know, we're seeing something. And we believe it's, it's tourist sunscreen that's doing something to our beautiful aquatic life. And so we're going to try something and we're going to put up a sign that says, please, rinse off here before you go play in the surf. Because we think sunscreen is doing something. All right, I'm down with that. I'm not going to be obstreperous with you. I don't want to hurt, I don't hurt the, the coral and the fish. But they use that, that reason, that slice of reason that you have, and they manipulate it. And then they bastardize it and they browbeat you with it. And then they become indignant with it. Then they demand things. And then they try to forcibly take things. We're somewhere in that last two bits of that continuum. Michael Schellenberger, as, a, as a, an activist himself, has had access to these files. And he said something very interesting with, with Tucker Carlson. And I don't know if it just hit yesterday or if I'm late to the party, but it was, it's important enough to hear somebody who's seen the emails, he's seen the machinations of this revolving door of your government telling big tech how to censor people. These are the opinions we don't, we don't want out there. Do something about it now. And in the series of audio sound bites, Michael Schellenberger, actually Tucker asks a question, and it's important because we've asked this too. Where are all the activists? Where did they go? Like, where are all the women's libbers? Where's the ERA folks? Where are the women with the vagina hats? As stupid as that was. Where's Alyssa Milano? Because she found her way to, to insert herself into the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. These people were pounding down the doors when, when Christine Blasey Ford was saying that Brett Kavanaugh was a serial rapist. Oh, we're out in full force then. But when transgender people, dudes who think they're chicks or want you to believe they are, start fiddling with women, hurting them in sports, invading their spaces, it's crickets. Where'd you go? Where, where are all the people? Where, where's Greenpeace? Where are all the people who are talking about, ah, we got to save the whales. I agree with you. I want to save the whales too. Conservatives aren't like, ah, screw the environment. It's, for our, it's ours for the taking. We're the people who go camp and worry about our campfire, pick up every ounce of garbage, try to leave the environment unscathed. We're the people who hunt and follow the rules about hunting. We fish and throw back. We catch and release when it, when it needs to happen. Because we realize 
our resources are not infinite. So Michael Schellenberger answers the question Tucker Carlson poses. Where are all of the activists? And they're speaking specifically about these windmills put out in the in the sea off the Atlantic coast. In this. This rash of dead sea life, mammals, giant whales and dolphin dying and washing up on the shore. Do you think anybody might pay attention to that? How are you going to lie about that? You're going to tell us it's some bacteria and it's not the vibration of drilling into the ocean floor and putting in big windmills of suck? That that satisfy your woke climate nonsense agenda? So where are all the activists? Here's independent journalist Michael Schellenberger. Listen. People actually cared about the physical environment. Will they rally and say, I'm sorry, you can't cut all the trees down? Or they just sit back and watch it happen? You know, the truth is, Tucker, they've actually been organizing and rallying under the leadership of some pretty extraordinary people. There's a woman named Lisa Lanoz, who I work with, who has done incredible work documenting how the increase of wind industry activity on the East Coast is directly causing the death of the North Atlantic right whale and the potential extinction of that species as well as other whales. They've organized the Save the Right Whales Coalition, and we've seen huge popular response to it. Grassroots, not government. You guys are killing the right whales, the North American right whales. Well, why is nobody talking about this? They're not talking about this on in Axios. MSNBC isn't sending somebody to the Jersey Shore where another like four-ton mammal is washed up dead. Where is the critical thought on this? Where's the honest dialogue about this? Well, it's contrary to that whole narrative that we love the earth. No, you don't love the earth if you're killing part of it. In droves, I might say. And Schellenberger continues. And he says something very specific. And he's talking about the quote-unquote experts who have to look at the dead mammals on the shore and try to explain to all of us what the hell happened. Listen. I mean, even the people conducting the autopsies of all the whales being killed off the East Coast, Tucker, are paid off by the wind industry. So the wind industry has paid off the news media, they've paid off the politicians, they paid off the aquariums, um, they paid off Woods Hole. I mean, shame on Woods Hole. Yeah. These venerable scientific institutions have all been taking money from the wind industry. So you may, we may not see it in the mainstream news media, but you can find it on free platforms, free speech platforms like X and Rumble. The true story of the resistance to these environmentally destructive, you know, so-called renewable energy projects. There is a resistance rising, not just in the United States, by the way, but also by indigenous communities around the world. From Mexico to Norway, we see indigenous people fighting back against these big industrial wind farms. That's how it is. Environmental, true environmentalism is now back to grassroots because it has been molested by these globalists because this is their new altar at which we should all bow. And people aren't buying it. People aren't buying it. We've been pushed over the edge. COVID did that to us. Michael Schellenberger continues, and he talks about these four pillars of civilization. And you have to admit, it's true. Cheap energy, 
meritocracy, law and order, and free speech. And these pillars of civilization are under attack by these global intellectuals of sock in order to control all of us. Very interesting to hear Michael Schellenberger say this. Go. I mean, we know that the pillars of foundation, the pillars of civilization are cheap energy, meritocracy, law and order, and free speech. And all yeah. four of those pillars are currently under attack. And so you start with cheap energy. I mean, you can't maintain modern civilization without cheap energy. We couldn't, we know we couldn't have had the industrial revolution for physical reasons if we hadn't, if they hadn't found coal and they hadn't made a use of coal with a steam engine. So the attack on, on cheap energy is truly an attack on modern civilization and, and it should frighten us and we should be aware to it and alive to it. And what did John Kerry just say? No more coal. And the end to coal, it stops now. Really? Say what? And then this is the sound of the day. If I have an audio soundbite for you. Wow. It's an anti-human death cult. L listen to this from Michael Schellenberger. You know, environmentalism, it used to have a kind of utopian, positive side. That's all gone. I mean, we saw with Greta Thunberg and Extinction Rebellion, it became very nihilistic. It became very anti-human. So dark, it was basically just about preventing the end of the world, preventing the apocalypse. They used to still try to hide their hatred of humanity a little bit. But this year, I mean, gloves are off and masks are off. And you can just see here they are openly flying their private planes to a climate yeah. conference where they're demanding that ordinary people pay much more for energy, that we keep energy supplies secure. You know, our electric grids right now in the United States, Tucker, are in serious jeopardy. I mean, we're having reliability crises, not just in California. That's the most famous one, but we've seen it all over the country. Texas. We yeah. saw it in the in the Midwest and Southeast last year during winter. So every we're, we're seeing an attack on the grid, which is really a testament to modern civilization. It's happening everywhere at the same time. Europe, the United States. I, what gives me hope is that I think it's finally becoming obvious to people that it's a scam and that the people that are pushing this really hate civilization, or at least they hate civilization for others. They want it only for themselves and that they're in the grip of a really dogmatic uh, cult philosophy. I mean, I think it's fair to call it a death cult at this point when you're stifling energy supplies that are necessary to keep people alive, allow, us, allow poor people to escape from the use of wood and dung. I don't know what else you call that than an anti-human death cult. An anti-human death cult. Do you, do you guys hear the two sides now? So you start with John Kerry and Al Gore and all these World Economic Forum hacks all chanting the same thing. We're going to build back better. But in order to do that, we've got to ruin your life, make it miserable, unaffordable and completely inconvenient. But you'll love it. And then an independent journalist say, we see exactly what you guys are doing. Don't go anywhere because coming up next 50 times, these clowns got it wrong. We're going to flood. Oh, no. 50. And that's the short list next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, and it's all very predictable. It's cyclical. It's there's not a new idea. You know, it's like putting out reruns. Today's version of a show from the 1970s. Right. It would be like us putting out the love boat again. It's all these things that they have to remake. It's like we've run out of original thought in this country. 
And so this climate nonsense, this has been going on for 150 years. There's this idea that the the fossil fuels, that the natural oil and gas below our feet, that there's a finite amount of it. There's not. They have drilled 40,000 feet down and have found these these things. This isn't from dinosaurs. This isn't from mammoths. This isn't from, from their bones, from the oil of their whatever decay. I want you to believe that it is because if there's finite quantity, it can be controlled, it can be regulated, it can be taxed. It can be doled out to only certain people who behave a certain way. Everything's about control. And to be controlled, you have to be afraid. So the world's going to blow up. This is according to John Kerry. Well, John stinks and everybody knows it. 50 failed eco-apocalyptic predictions. We've gone through some of these, but let's go back in time just to know where we've been. Because it's been quite a road and it happened before I was born. 1967, there was that dire famine forecast by 1975. In 1969, everybody is going to disappear in a cloud of blue steam. By 1989, that's what these climate alarmists were talking about. In 1970, they said they said that there was going to be an ice age by the year 2000. That same year, America is going to be subject to water rationing by 1974 and food rationing by 1980. 1971, there's going to be a new ice age coming by 2020 or 2030. 1972, an ice age by 2070. Ah, we got our dates wrong by 40 years, but we've made adjustments. 1974, space satellites show that a new ice age is coming fast. 1974, another ice age? Isn't it amazing that we were talking about ice in 1970? Now all of a sudden it's, it's the cooking of everything, right? And the argument is so much carbon dioxide, it's bad for the earth. Well, Carbon dioxide makes up, what, 0.04% of our atmosphere, and it's what allows things to be green. As temperature rises, even in infinitesimal numbers, you see new things grow because of the carbon dioxide in that process. Remember, John Kerry tells it's all based on these science things, right? How about we'll skip ahead? This is great. 1980, acid rain kills life in lakes. 1978, I go back. No insight, no end in sight to a 30-year cooling trend. 1988, temperatures in Washington, D.C. will hit record highs. Same year, Maldive Islands are going to be underwater by 2018. They're not still. 1989, rising sea levels will obliterate nations if nothing is done by 2000. Of course, New York City's West Side Highway was supposed to be underwater by 2019. It's not. In the year 2000, the headline was, Children Won't Know What Snow Is. Do you, do you hear all of the emotions involved in this? None of this is, is scientific. This isn't anything new. It's not like they're, they're inventing something like, Ooh, that's a, really cool, that's a really cool strategy. It's the same old crap year after year 2002 famine in 10 years 2004 britain will be siberia in 2024 
Climate genius Al Gore, of course, predicted the ice-free Arctic by 2013. He did that in 2008. We just heard that. Didn't happen. Prince Charles, the climate genius that he is, said we won't have night. We had 96 months to save the world. Isn't that amazing? He put it down into a number. 96 months to save the world. I mean, it's idiotic. Only 500 days before climate chaos. That was 2014. Killer bees. That was another thing. Nitrogen buildup. Gas masks required by 1985. Manhattan was supposed to be underwater by two. When have they gotten it right? Never getting it right. There is no getting it right, but because it's so big, it's so mysterious. It's so much math, and you need somebody who's got to be much smarter than you to tell you all that's going on. And they're going to come up with all these big words, and there are going to be all these data points. And we looked at this, and this graph said blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? These are the same clowns who told you that it was a coding error or a software glitch, and not really all these hundreds of thousands of people in our military who've suffered hideous adverse events because of the vaccine they forced their military to get. No, no, that's not the data. How about how about all of the changing data with COVID deaths? Do, 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 do. This many dead, this many infected, this many. Oh, my gosh. And then we look back on it. And we're like, yeah, well, not really. Don't not really us anymore, because what we have, ladies and gentlemen, is we have a world in a state of awakening. Many people have been awakened for a long time, and we've been waiting for others to to hear the alarm and to get out of bed. And they are. And COVID helped us because it showed us the degree to which tyrannical leaders will use executive privileges and orders to wave the magic wand of suck to take something away from you for the alleged greater good. And then everybody started looking around saying, say what? And that's where we are. Resist and question everything. Okay. Did you hear about this crazy idea by Dick Durbin? To allow illegal immigrants to be in our United States military. (laughs) Wait, you got to be kidding me. No, no, it's almost as dumb as gas masks by 2018. (laughs) Um, I I got sound for you on this in case you don't believe me. That's right. And it's next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program.